Hey there, listeners. Howdy ho. Welcome to Rhapsody and Reverie, episode five. Yeah. Five? I think five. 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 We're going to call it five. Yep. We've done five episodes this season. If we find out that it's been more than five, we're going to be like dubbing our voices out with robotic like <laughs> six or like. I don't know, seven. No, it, it it's five. That'd be so funny. It, it, it's five. We're good. Okay. We got this. We're, we know things. We're smart. Well. Um, so uh, we are here for another episode of Rhapsody and Reverie, and we got a great themed episode for y'all. We do. This week. We do. It's funky fresh. Yes. This Automatic. is a particularly exciting episode for us, too, because it is the first episode we have done in the same room. Woo! This Together. is true. This is true. Face to face. We are live. In fact, I'm going to snap a wonderful oh, photo. Oh, I'm at a terrible angle. So that I can post it mm-hmm. later. LOL. I have 10% battery <laughs> on my phone. No. <laughs> <laughs> my battery's so dead it won't even let me take photos ah, so never mind ah, ah. Um, I can touch her now alright <laughs> I'm melting <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's gonna be a good episode it's a lot of good vibes in the room and a lot of good vibes in the music we are listening to for this episode because this week, we are taking it back in time to the 70s to talk about everybody's favorite genre, acid rock. Can you not? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's disco. It's disco. We're talking about disco. <laughs> acid rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I got somebody's hopes up. You know I did. I really liked that acid rock song said no one ever. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sure. Look, I'm I'm not trying to hate on acid <laughs> rock. It just is not what we're talking about this week. <sighs> we are talking about disco. And a shout out to Sebastian. Sebastian! Who we didn't even have a real hint. And he still knew what we were talking about. Yeah. So, uh... Shout out to you, Sebastian, for always being ten steps ahead. What's a king to a god? <laughs> What's a god to, <laughs> to a king? king? What's the god <laughs> to, to a non-believer? Non-believer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has <sighs> transcended even God himself. All right. All right. Um, <sighs> But yes, this week we are going automatic, hypnotic, supersonic, funky, fresh, in honor of Disco Night. Yes, I mean it is it is fitting since it is September, and just last week, do you remember <laughs> the twenty first night? Twenty first night of September. Do you think if that's I sing more of this, we'll get sued? It, do you think that's not like? Is that in the public domain? Has it been I that long? I can check. Long? I can check. Earth, wind, and fire. Can you still sue us for aye, that? Aye. I'm gonna get sued. Probably. <laughs> there are all kinds of laws about public domain. Um, I took a whole like lecture on it in college. I took two lectures on it. Yeah. I'll be damned if I know anything about public domain now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is... Yes, we are talking about it, and it is very apt to do it in the month of September because of the ultimate disco song, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire, which is a great song, and it's one of those songs that I just have zero memory or recollection of the first time I heard it because it just feels like it is a part of my life and being and existence. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean... Like, even before it became the massive, wonderful, fantastic meme that it is, um, I think this was an essential song to my childhood. Number one, it played on, like, a whole bunch of commercials for, like, the Muppet movies. Mm -hmm. Why was that? (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. Wasn't <laughs> it in um, Night in the Museum? Too? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. Because they partied at the end of that. <laughs> and September is really just a great party song. Honestly, it's got a funky bass line. It's got those horns. How do you get um, the intro? It Like, as soon as you hear it start, you're just like, oh, yeah. And then, like, you sing along even though you really don't actually know the words. Oh, au contraire. But you're just like, I learned the words specifically so I could do you every <laughs> single word because i i always like think i know the words i know half and then, i know half of it yeah it's like i i start singing it mm-hmm. and then like it'll go like da, 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 singing, da, da, da. <laughs> just randomly just put yeah. in the words that i know and yeah then, like hum the other and it one. took me a long time to learn that much yeah it's i feel terrible about that i mean it's okay but, but really it's the kind of song that like you never really learn you just feel. Yeah, you just you know feel it. it. You feel it in your heart. True. Yeah. As the skeletons dance and as the leaves begin to turn to orange and reds and browns, as the air gets crisper, you know what time it is. It's September 21st, baby. And it's great because that's like the, it's like what, the last day of summer? Oh my gosh. Right? It's either that or the first day of fall. Like, I think the first day of fall is usually, like, the 22nd. So it's, like, that last night of September. Oh, my God. Is that why uh, he says that day? Did we just figure yeah. it out? Yeah. <laughs> the September equinox. The first day of fall is September 22nd. So it's the last <laughs> night of summer. No wonder it's a party song. Damn it. Here I am thinking of this quintessential fall music. I am a fool. I mean, in some, it is. <laughs> it's it's heralding in the fir- the fall season. Yeah. And do you remember the last night where we sent summer out with a bang? Yeah, and like got into fall. Like it's that last night of summer. Yeah. We're saying goodbye summer and hello fall. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that there's like that whole added layer that I only just now thought <laughs> yeah do you like because do you even know what that song is about because i honestly don't even know like i don't it's a party think, song i don't think too much about any of the lyrics it's a party song because in the first part it's you know he's saying do you remember the 21st night of september um <laughs> what is it like they're singing about chasing this the birds away yeah. And clouds. Yeah. It's def so it's like a Yeah. It's an end of summer party song. It's an anthem. It's a party anthem. And to be honest, I will never forgive Taylor Swift for her awful, awful cover. I'm sorry, I don't it. know what you're talking about. It's good. I'm sorry, I I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's good. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. That that whatever you're talking about no. doesn't exist. It doesn't. It does not. It doesn't. Don't doesn't. listen to it. Don't give it the views. You uh, know, it's funny because, like, when that came out, like, when I heard about it, I instantly was just like, yeah, nope. Nope. I'm good. <laughs> like, no, like, no disrespect to Taylor Swift, but honestly, she could have been anybody, and I would have been like, no. Cause well, like, my was thing perfect. was, it could have been good. Like, it could, it, it, look, it never would have been as good as the original, but it could have been good, especially because her sound's been very pop lately. Mm-hmm. And she went very mellow, sad, and country with it. See? So, like, what was the point? Yeah, you have to have a good, this song demands you have a good time. Like, yeah. It's just a, Good it time. inspires you to move your feet. Yeah, shout outs to September. It's the greatest. It's the quintessential disco song. I love it so much. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire is like... Yeah, honestly, because then they, they, they go out and pull um, Boogie Wonderland out. And it's, again, the most quintessential disco song. Okay, because like, let's... 
we 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 were we were uh, lax in our um attention here so so let's backtrack a little bit because i want to specify like hey this is what disco is because maybe some of you don't know maybe 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 and it, it's interesting because we had talked about this as we were getting together um this episode uh the the definition of disco i think in some ways can be a little lax and open to interpretation Mm. but mostly like it because it was created in response to how big rock music became Mm -hmm. in the 50s and 60s like it was like everyone was like dance music is stupid (laughs) because counterculture was all about making popular things dumb just because they're popular Mm -hmm. um and so disco was like uh forget that (laughs) Let's just have a great time. Yeah, like it's uh, uh, speaking strictly like about the music genre because like you could you could talk about the whole like disco era and break that down in a whole other way, mm-hmm. but just like speaking about the music, like um, you know, it was dance music, it was party music, it was supposed to be, you know, all of the beats were supposed to be quote unquote four on the floor, so it's like one, two, three, four, one, two, you know, like that because they're all supposed to mm-hmm. blend into each other because. DJs are supposed to be able to like merge them easily so that people can just keep dancing. I mean, you've been to clubs today. They kind of keep the same, they do the same thing, right? Like it's, it's just yeah. the stuff that's easy to dance to, but like it's, it's heavy on the bass line, heavy on beats, um, string, horn, synth, um, electric rhythm guitar. Uh, like the, like lead guitar stuff wasn't really popular in this cause like it's, it's dance music. <laughs> So it's more thematic. It's more dramatic. It's more... Yeah. Do I want to say melodic? I don't really, because rock music in the 60s was still kind of melodic. They hadn't gone full, like, acid rock, where it's like, let's just tear down noise. <laughs> yeah. No. It, the idea is um, euphoria, right? It's it, essentially the idea behind disco music is to put you inside of a world you get lost in when you're on the dance floor it's designed to trap you in it and make you move in a way that you can't stop you can't you can't fight it like even even if you don't like disco music which plenty of people don't you can't deny that your body naturally instinctually wants to move to the beat because it is that four on the floor yeah. steady constant rhythm and the songs were designed to keep you trapped in them. They're like you listen to disco songs, they're like 7 minutes long. Like yep, all of them. Yep. And when you I know you're probably like no they're not, but yes, cuz half the time it's like you have the radio edit, but the actual version is like 12 minutes long. Like Donna Summer's mm-hmm. Love to Love You Baby is like 12 minutes. <laughs> and then of course it it didn't it wasn't initially m- mainstream cuz it was kind of like mainstream trying to be mainstream again. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense and then you had movies like saturday night fever thank god it's friday all those other like disco dance movies because that was a whole genre of movies (laughs) where like suddenly it was like oh it's cool to dance again so Mm -hmm. yeah my dad used to go to discos it was fun did he did he ever get to go to studio 54 no he was in miami dang it 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 must have been crazy to go to Studio Fifty Four. I honestly like I would, I would be terrified to walk into Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> like why? I think it's a Broadway club now. I think all they do is sing lounge music. Yeah, well, I follow them on Instagram. I mean, back in the day, just like drugs and disco, and Miami, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <It's> Miami. <laughs> Oh man! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like, there were a lot of pure just go dancing clubs because a lot of people just wanted a place to dance, and you know, get gussied up, have fun, pretend they were John Travolta for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> out of their sad, sad lives. Yeah. Even Did John Travolta wanted to do that, at least in the movie. That was the whole point of the disco. Mm-hmm. Go see that movie; it'll mess you up. <laughs> but yes, disco is. Disco is a brilliant genre, and too many people hate on it, Be, and that makes me sad as somebody. So, just, I think, 
to sort of get into why we chose to do this episode mm-hmm. on Disto, besides the fact that it is September and Earth, Wind, and Fire is a bop. I mean, I, um, before I listen to pop punk music, before I listen to rap, before I listen to anything else, I listen to Disto. And that was my first musical obsession. I listened to Disco nonstop. I my parents had these like disco compilation albums with all these different great hits from disco legends and I would listen to it on repeat over and over again. That's where I learned what music was, really. That's where I learned how to how to fall in love with music because those those four on the floor beats and that rhythm, like it just grabs you by the seat of your pants and you love it and you can't not just bop to it especially when you're a kid um so that's why i really wanted to do this episode and why i think disco is so special because as it was just music for the sake of being music you know it wasn't trying to be anything too Grandiose it was just trying to be fun large. again. It was just trying to be fun. Yeah, and music music had gotten too too serious, too too um what's the word? Self-conscious? Yeah, in some ways, cuz I mean that yeah, cuz this is um like disco, this is the same time that punk rock is coming in. Mm-hmm. Um the same time that we have a lot of singer-songwriters like the James Taylors of the world and Bob Dylan. Yeah. Like, this This is when, me, like, music is getting a conscious. And you have, like, just the things going on in the world, period. Like, war. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Politics. It was a very stressful, stressful time. Peak Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of that is weighing heavily on the mind. And disco was the escapism. And it, it was, like, our calm down time. Yeah. <laughs> And there's something to be said about, like, you have to be careful with escapism, because obviously you can't run away from your problems. But you also need an escape every so often. And Disco Mm. provided that to an entire nation slash world. Sometimes you just gotta dance. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just gotta, like, relax. to dance. Yeah, like, uh, the world's problems will be there tomorrow when you wake up. Take a night. Calm down. Mm-hmm. You know, get it out of your system. Dance, enjoy yourself. Everything will be there in the morning. Now that can't—that's good and bad. <laughs> that is good and bad. Like as as uh, Adrian said, you know, like there's there's a line with escapism that mm-hmm. you have to be careful not to cross. But you know, like it balances everything. So I think disco. Yeah, I agree with you. It was a much needed genre, and it, you know, it really is great because really, it's the only genre I know that it's literally just about dancing, all of it. Yeah. All of the words, all of the songs are about partying and dancing. I mean, you do have some songs that are about your, like, um, a little, like, have a little bit of, like, heart of, like, oh, like, you have I Will Survive. and That's fair. That's fair. Things like that, where it is talking about um, serious things. But even still, it takes those things... And gives them... um, A beat. Yeah, it gives them a sense of hope in a weird way. Like, I Will Survive is a song about overcoming your sadness. Oh, it's a very positive song. Like, it's a very, very positive genre overall. Mm -hmm. Like, if it's not talking about dancing, it's literally like, like, if we're gonna, if we're gonna just jump into the I Will Survive discussion, because I'm very down for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, like, what is it? You know, she's, she's leaving, she's leaving her man. And, you know, at first, you know, it starts off with, you know, at first I was afraid I was petrified, right? She's she's terrified of ha- having to face a life without this person. And then she realizes, my man wasn't shit. <laughs> <laughs> you were garbage. You garbage. You were garbage. You garbage. And then she's like, you know, I can do better than this. Yeah. I've got a whole life I've got to live. And you are not in it. Mm-hmm. You're basic. <laughs> <laughs> You're basic. Look at yourself. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very kick-ass song, really. And like, honestly, you know, I'm very glad I heard it at a very young age because it's, you know, it's it's a thing that you should tell people from a young age. You know, life life is gonna set you back. Yeah, men are gonna hurt you sometimes. 
women are going to hurt you sometimes. You know, be- people are just going to suck every now and then. Yeah. And you you bounce back. You've got life. You got love still. You've got all You are not you. damaged. You are better than this nonsense. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> yes. But actually, though, it, it is a really great message that it, it is nice to have that at a young age because uh, there's so much in pop culture about, you know, the the dream romance and, oh, the boy comes in, sweeps girl off her feet or whatever, whatever what have you. And so when you're a kid, you grow up and you have that in your head I think just having that can be dangerous because then it's like, oh, oh no, like, this yeah. is it. This is yeah. the end all be all. If I don't have this, I'm nothing. Yeah, because to an extent, like, you know, a lot of, uh, no offense to people who write songs, just focusing on heartbreak because that's important. You should vent your pain out. Mm-hmm. That's important. But, like, if that's all you hear, you're like, oh, this destroys people. <laughs> yeah. So, like, to have a song like I Will Survive or it's like, I'm, I'm a tower. Yeah. I I am woman. Hear me walk out this room with my boots on. Yeah. You know, it's 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 fun. You you do you need that. You do need a song that's gonna say, Hey, you know what? Yeah, I felt sad, but then I remembered that I was fine before you, so I will be fine after you. Yeah, it's a very empowering it's a very empowering song. Um oddly enough, the first time I can consciously recall like really getting into it was uh, Men in Black 2. Because <laughs> the pug, Frank, <laughs> was singing it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, it became, like, a joke in my family. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the pug. <laughs> do you uh, remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Men in Black. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, no, there are some great bops just great life affirming bops that came out of disco like my personal favorite is Ain't No Stopping Us Now by McFadden and Whitehead and I first heard that song on Shrek okay <laughs> alright <laughs> that's fine uh, <laughs> ain't no stopping us now <laughs> but but like but seriously, like it, it doesn't matter how you discovered it. The point is that you did. Because it, it's a great song that's just, it's really to the point and just like, hey, look, you know, there are going to be people out there that are going to shit on your life until you, like, constantly complain and moan and bitch and whine. But you know what? They don't know what they're doing. They don't? They don't know where to go. They don't? You just keep doing you. Really? You keep powering through. Really? You live your life. What? You go out there. You do what you want to do. What? And you have a great time doing it. I will. Because you are on the move. Thank you, mister. <laughs> Let the house say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Jesus. We will now turn to chapter 7. <laughs> Please turn to Corinthians. <laughs> you know, there's something to be said for, like, I don't know, uh, the power of uplifting music and disco. I don't know. I feel like there's something very magical. And going off of that, right? Like, Got to Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. Oh, another very positive, song. life-affirming song. You're like, you, you got to be real. Be your most authentic self. <laughs> Oddly enough, in an era full of, you know, pampering and prissing like a peacock in a way. Like, you know, what'd you do when you go to a disco? Like you, Yeah, you gotta get all dolled yeah. up and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you gotta be real. In a room full of everyone being stylish yeah and fly but that song's so fly yeah it is like that the <laughs> to <intro>. be real <laughs> it just fills you with so much like yes god i can't stop singing all these songs we're gonna get so sued <laughs> it's fine no one listens to it <sighs> um but yeah that's another one of those songs that's a great intro there are some really great intros in disco music really like, really though like i know we talked about september but september's opening bass 
Yeah. Oh. Oh. Just going back to September real quick. I can't. Um. So okay. like you know, Childish Gambino's yeah. song "This Is America" and yes. the music video. Yes. Somebody sing September. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and it fits way too well. Somebody did that. Do you remember Party Rock Anthem? Yeah. Okay, somebody synced that with September. Oh and it God. fit really well. <laughs> oh, man. It's just anyway, but back to back to September and disco music. Yeah, the that intro is just, it can't be beat. No. And got to be real. Um, and another... Another good one is If I Can't Have You. Of course. Of course. It's like a sweeping sort of like violin, almost orchestral I, I really love, disco. I love how, or I don't want to say ornate, because, well, no, in a way it is ornate. Like how, how disco brought back the popular use of like horned and stringed instruments mm-hmm. in music. Because like, what were we doing with rock? We broke it down to bare essentials, which was, it's cool in its own way, like, it's drums, it's um, it's guitar, it's a bass. You know, it's basically all you have in rock music, right? Mm-hmm. And then you progress back to disco, and it's like, ha-ha, that's too basic for us. And it's horn sections, and it's strings, it's violins, it's it's cellos, it's all the it's synthesizers. It's what it's everything you want it to be. Mm-hmm. It's so magical. It re- it's so extra. It really <laughs> is. Disco, the art of being extra. <laughs> like... That's what it is, and I love it. It's great. Um, and you know what? Another one that has a great intro is "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough." Oh yes, Michael that's another Jackson. like sweeping violin kind of. Yeah, that's one of the songs that sort of teeters in the the realm of like when discos transformed to like funk music and R and B, like mm-hmm. into the eighties. Um, it's late disco, but we're counting it because it's our podcast. Yeah, this is, we're we're gonna dabble a little bit into that kind of like gray area where it's like disco fun kind of music, because um, I'm sure that song got played in disco. Like, let's be real. It definitely got played in discos. Are you kidding? It's still it's still got the four by four. Yeah, and and Michael four by four. It's a wood. It's a plank of wood. <laughs> four on the floor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. I'm but not an idiot. Don't Stop Till You Get Enough is iconic. That his like, ooh, in the beginning. That Boogie Wonderland had an incredible intro. Every time I think of Boogie Wonderland, I think about Happy Feet. Yes! I was going <laughs> to say that. And she's like distract she's like very sad about it and then like he starts tapping. And then she's like <gasps> my my heart song mate or whatever it is. My one true love. My one true love. <laughs> it is you I've been looking for. <laughs> Let us dance. And then they do <laughs> and it was magical. And it was magical. Until they broke the ice caps with their stupid feet. <laughs> it's okay. I'm kidding. It's the power. The power of Earth, Wind, and Fire is too strong. Truly, though, like, that song is so good. Earth, Wind, and Fire, as a disco band, is just so solid. Yeah. They really they really just mm-hmm. brought their A-game to the disco genre. Yeah. And not to get too, like... <laughs> not to, not to, change the, to change the vein too much, but, you know, we've talked about, like, a lot of very positive songs, and this... I love this next song because it sounds so positive until you really listen to it and you realize, oh, no, it's not. Which one? <laughs> Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Oh, my God. Because something I got, fa- I got fascinated by the Bee Gees recently. Like, I, you know, you grew up and I, I always liked the Bee Gees as a kid, but I never paid attention. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, you know, they have a very, they have a happy kind of sound. And then you get older and you realize, oh, it's nihilism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, because like if you think about it, what what I love about most disco is that it's very positive and it's very it's very uplifting. It's very much I just want to dance, and the Bee Gees comes from the point of view that we were talking about, where it's like the line between escapism and just needing a place to calm down for a little bit mm-hmm. has been blurred. 
because now it's like now it's like a criticism almost of like okay now you're stuck here <laughs> you know the part where he's like i'm going nowhere somebody help me because <laughs> all he wants to do is stay alive and disco's helping him do it disco's getting him through the day to day which if you watch saturday night fever is exactly what happens but I love it because it is still very like it's it's oh my god, that that funk groove in the beginning. Yeah. Well, I'm really bad at it with my mouth, but still. Mm. <laughs> wow, thank you for making it awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Just staring at you. You did this. <laughs> I mean, you said it. Well, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a you know, that's that kind of thing. Like, yeah. it starts off where he's like, he's really hot and funky. He's like, you know, I'm hot. I know it. I'm walking down the street. I'm a good looking dude. And then he's like, but my life sucks balls. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't understand. <laughs> it's 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 very it's poetic. And I think the I think the Bee Gees are like a poetic side of disco. And I kind of like that. Also, their hair is so magnificent. I just want to talk about the Bee Gees for like 10 seconds. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm all about it. Like. I, I was obsessed with Shadow Dancing by Andy Gibb. Yes. Um, I love that song. <laughs> I listened to it way too much. So much so that I bought the record on vinyl. Like it I'm is. staying alive. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the Gibbs brothers knew how to make a hit. And mm-hmm. I commend them for that. So many so many good hits from the Bee Gees yeah. and the Gibb brothers. Yeah. I respect it. I respect... I respect the balance that that song and a lot of the other ones struck, because um, I think they're they're probably not the only band to do this, but they're the, probably the only band that I knew that did it. the The whole balance between like the positivity of disco and the trap of disco. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, but going back to weird stuff, did you ever hear Rasputin by Boney M? My new no. favorite disco song. <laughs> so let me let me tell you a story. Let me tell you this great story. So Rasputin, Rasputin, as a song, blew up as a meme. Okay, like a year or two ago, like it was really famous for a while. And I was like, is this like some random ass Russian song that came out like recently? Like what is this? It was good, but what is this? Like it was a joke. Like everyone treated it like a joke. <laughs> And then I was having, I was a, fa- I was on a family vacation with my family over the summer. I said family twice. Awesome. And my dad had hooked up his phone to like the TV. He was just playing random YouTube videos as he often does. He is, he is wont to do. Um, and he's like, oh, because we were having a discussion about disco music and like what kind of music to expect from this kind of episode, for example. And he goes, this is real good disco. And he played Rasputin. <laughs> Which is apparently decades old. And I lost my goddamn mind. <laughs> if you've never heard the song before. It, it's, it is, in fact, about that famous uh, Rasputin. You know, the uh, the priest in Russia. I was going to ask. I was like, is it? Does that have anything to do with the actual It's Rasputin? all about him. It's all about him. The chorus is like, it's, it's, it's like, rah, rah. Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. Da, 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 da. Like they call him Russia's greatest love machine, which he was. <laughs> it is a bop. Get it. Get it. It's such a bop. And it's like, where did this come from? <laughs> where did this come from? Who decided this? <laughs> and I just had to mention that this was official disco. And it's officially a bop. So now, so now Boney M's Rasputin can live on in the, in the annals of history. I almost said annals of history. And I was like, that's not right. <laughs> Wrong episode. Oh, <laughs> the sex songs playlist is next week. No, I'm kidding. Maybe, maybe season three, guys. Maybe <laughs> this song will be on it. God. <laughs> Imagine bringing home a lover and <laughs> going like, oh, let me put on some music. To set the mood, and I will put, a <laughs> and then you turn on your music. Put on the disco, and it's and it's <laughs> Rasputin. I, I wanted to <laughs> singer like that too. 
Rasputin, Russia's greatest love machine. There is only <laughs> one disco-esque artist that gets on the sex playlist, and that's Marvin Gaye. That's true. That's fair. But Marvin Gaye... I mean, Marvin Gaye didn't do a whole lot of disco. No. But Got to Give It Up Part 1 is definitely, like, on the cusp of disco. And I will never forgive Robin Thicke for what he did to that song. What what did he do? Uh, Got to Give It Up Part 1 is the song that Blurred Lines low-key ripped off and... Uh, the oh. Marvin Gaye family estate ended up suing them oh, no. for that song because it was too similar. I think they won. Um, yeah, I think they did, actually. Yeah, yeah I'm, I think they won. And, I mean, it's kind of hard. Like, cases like that are hard because it's like, at, at, what, at what point is it stealing and what point is it just the natural evolution of music? But, like... This one, the groove was pretty much exactly the same. Um, and, yeah. But who cares? Because the original <laughs> is great. And if you haven't heard it, you should listen to it. Because it's, like, so effortlessly cool in a way that only Marvin Gaye could be effortlessly cool. Like, it's just so fun and chill. It's like, that song is the family cookout song. Like, next time Ooh. you have a family barbecue or cookout, play that song and just let the vibes flow. It's just a fun one to just, like, chill, relax to, and have a good time. Lo-fi hip-hop beats to chill, relax, study to. <laughs> Check out my new mix. <laughs> no, you can't. The anime girl who's studying already has the mixtape. She doesn't know. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a great one. Mm. Also, shout out to Heart of the Last by Blondie. That one's It's fun. interesting because I never thought of Blondie as disco. Yeah. Like, Blondie I always thought of as, like, 80s. Interesting. I mean, I feel like Heart of Glass is very disco. Oh, yeah, no. Like, I've, I've, I mean, I listened to it after you put it on the playlist, but yeah. it was, like, the first song I heard from her that I was like, oh. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah. Um, I don't actually know when that song came out, but I assume it was during the 70s. So, that's probably when she got her start. Um, but... Yeah, because, like, I think the only song I, n- I really know her from is One Way or Another. Yeah. And that's not very disco. Yeah. Blondie's actually interesting. I think she also has, um, ties to sort of the beginnings of hip-hop too she does she do- i forgot the song she did though yeah she did a song that was sort of like really integral in bringing hip-hop in front of the eyes of like mainstream white america um because that had previously been like um very prevalent in black and african-american spaces because that's where it started but I think she had a hand in sort of bringing it to a larger audience. I mean, I won't won't give her all the credit. There also is, like, all the other stuff that was coming out. Oh, yeah, Um, but she she was, like, I think the first one that got airtime on the radio. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm... I don't quote us on any of this. Yeah, don't. (laughs) uh, We're repeating... I'm repeating what I have been told. (laughs) Yeah, Um, like... Because there are a lot of different things that sort of coalesce to bring hip-hop into the mainstream like i mean rapper's delight is the first like major big hip-hop song that actually cracked into the mainstream um yeah and all i know is that she was like one of the first she's probably not the first yeah but i all i know is that she she was in there she was she 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 was there's definitely she had her part in the story of bringing it out into an audience that wouldn't have originally been able to find it. Um, so props to you, Blondie, for that mm-hmm. respect. Um, but yeah, there's just so many great disco songs. Um, like one of my personal favorites, It's Raining Men by the Weather Girls. It's raining <laughs> How weird is that song? I think I heard that in Shrek too. Oh my gosh. 
Like Shrek 2, the movie Shrek 2. Um, I think. Actually, I don't think that was in that. Or maybe a character saying like three lines. I think it was. Yeah. Maybe it was in the Shrek Idol. Oh, man. <laughs> the Idol one. I that. <laughs> At the end, Simon. And if you don't choose the one that like Simon wants, and he goes, no, it's me, everyone. Yes. For what is it's a man? man. <laughs> what is he I did it for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that way too much. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> no, it's me, everyone. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, but no, honestly, that song is, is pretty fun. And for a while, I didn't get it. Like, when I heard it the first time, I was kind of horrified. I was like, what is it? It sounds like, terrible. To be honest, I thought of it like a biblical plague. <laughs> like, like... I'd probably like only recently fallen in love with the Prince of Egypt, okay, to like to like set a benchmark on my age. So I was thinking, oh, frogs falling from the sky. Men are falling from the sky. No, honey. <laughs> it's not a plague. She's just thirsty. <laughs> and yeah, and then you get older and you're like, oh Hallelujah, it's raining men. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, not in like a horrifying cloudy with a chance of meatballs way. Where like yeah. the giant men built your house <laughs> and yeah. destroy it. I, I do have to say, I like kind of similar to where your head was, but not really. <laughs> like when I was a kid and I heard that song, I did have the thought of like, wouldn't that be painful? <laughs> like, yeah, like because it's raining like giants, obviously. Yeah, you have these like drone grown ass men like mm -hmm. falling from the sky. Yeah. Like that sounds like an insurance nightmare. It's a tort. It's a tort waiting to happen really. Li liability. <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> that dude from Cloudy with a chance of meatballs was like, I'm gonna give all these thirsty women <laughs> dates. You want some men? <laughs> and then and then it turns into like giant men <laughs> <laughs> That'd you be a cool men. horror movie, like Attack of the Fifty Foot Tall, Dark, uh, Strong, Lean, something. He's and like she's so. Tall. Oh my god! I just realized. It's dark and I just, it's handsome. I just realized there's a part where she's like, <laughs> "Let me, let me like clarify the lyric here." But I'm ninety five percent sure she's like, "And we're absolutely soaking wet." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. am I imagining that? In retrospect, I yeah, I I didn't actually think about that until just now. Mm -hmm. You don't say that, doesn't she? Yeah, like I'm straining men. Um, humidity is rising. Oh no, where is humidity rising? <clears throat> Tall, blonde, dark, and lean. Rough and tough and strong and mean. That's hot. <laughs> God bless Mother Nature. She's a single woman too. I love that. <laughs> hmm. Mother Nature trying to get it. Mm -hmm. Each and every woman could find her perfect guy. All right, I'm looking for it. If I imagined it, I imagined it. <laughs> wow, that makes me thirsty. That makes. Oh no no no! I'm gonna go out to run and let myself get absolutely soaking wet. I'm not the thirsty hoe. The weather <laughs> girls are. <laughs> we knew that. What? What did we know? <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Not you. Though, I mean, we we did also know that. Shut up. Can you imagine? <laughs> and God said, I shall send a plague of ten foot giant men. <laughs> and the Pharaoh was like, I. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's literally what I was like, imagine. Thanks, fam. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh, so but good. there's so much wonderful disco music. Like. There's just some. Le like, Freak. Sashik. Which I just realized it's their band name. And they're just saying, Le Freak, it's us. The <laughs> fun thing about that song, I'm pretty sure this is the song. The origin behind that is the band members 
couldn't get into Studio 54. And <laughs> um, so they wrote a song about how they couldn't get into Studio 54. That's <laughs> the best, though. They're just like, well, can't get in. It shows you. Let's write a song. <laughs> Screw you, Studio 54, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I forgot where I... I was watching a documentary, and it was about disco music. And they told that story, and I was like, that's the best. Right? You, you can't get in a club, so you make a disco song, and it becomes so popular that they probably played it in that club. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Shout no way they couldn't have. That song was huge. huge. Shout out to Nile Rodgers, man. Like, always still in the game. Mm-hmm. Still still in the game. And of course, how can we forget the only disco song most of us know by heart? You're, you're going to say it. YMCA. <laughs> it's fun to stay at the YMCA. Which, by the way, is apparently about gay sex. Yeah, well, it's about um, having how, sex at the YMCA. Yeah, because a lot of um, gay men, um, you know, I mean, at that time, being yeah, gay was yeah. not like it was a it was it was the seventies, so it was eh, but it was also eh. It was, yeah, it was the turn turning of the tides a little bit, but still for the most part, being gay was... Um, <laughs> he still had to not, go out. Yeah, it was something that wasn't really wholly accepted. And so the YMCA kind of ended up some way being like a weird sort of safe haven for a lot of people, especially those who had been kicked out of their homes. Oh, yeah, like it was It was supposed to be like a, a thing for like all men. Like, yes, it was an athletic club, but it was also like, you know, it's a place you can go when you couldn't go home for a while for a lot of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the I, fact so that I've the heard. lyrics are like, young men, there's no need to feel down. I said, young men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's yeah, like, oh, you're yeah, feeling yeah. down? You, you kind of horny? Go to the YMCA. <laughs> my, Shout out. My dad told me, yeah, this is what it's really about. I was like, I thought it was just like an ad <laughs> to join the YMCA. <laughs> I mean, in some ways... Young man, are you depressed but don't want to join the army? <laughs> join the YMCA. Or can't join the army. You can't join the army because you're too fat? <laughs> Go get some exercise at the YMCA. <laughs> yeah. That sounded mean. <laughs> anyway, the YMCA is a great song. It's a great organization. That millions of elementary school children learn every year, blissfully unaware. <sighs> yeah, it's an interesting, interesting, interesting evolution of the YMCA. Yeah. They're I've a solid band, I w- honestly, the village people. Yeah. They're <laughs> weird. Like, they're weird as hell, but, like, they're solid. Yeah. You, you guys, you guys did that. Good for you. Um, yeah, man. So, we didn't actually get to talk about this Earth, Wind, and Fire song, but let's groove. Oh, yes. Again, they're just... Good heavy use of synth in that one. The synth was very prominent in that. Down, get down, down. That's my synth impression. Don't I sound kind of like an alien? Um, I'm trying to think if there's a... It almost sounds like there's like a vocal a talk box. Oh, there, on prob- that? there probably is. Like it's probably there probably is. Um, but I also could be wrong. This episode is Earth, Wind, and Fire and Friends. <laughs> Basically, like Earth, Wind, and Fire is just so dope. Like <laughs> they're just. I feel like they're that kind of band that like you could say their name in any part of the world and people will know what you're talking about. Like, their songs are iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> like, the, they just made such great party songs. I would love to just be in the studio with them when they were making these hits. Right? Like, I, I would be very curious to see their process. Yeah, like, just... How that, 
kind of came about. Like, so interesting. Dang, I was trying to look up. Aha! There is a vocoder. I am. Nice. I, I thought so. I always confuse it with um, another, like, instrument effect. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's just so cool. That song is so cool in so many ways. And, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, the whole band as a whole. Yeah. Um, we've just we've just taken this hour to like gush over Earth, Wind, and Fire. To be honest, I mean they deserve it. They do. They really do. All right. Um, are there any other honorable mentions to just shout out? Because I, I mean, of course. Yes. For example, if I can't have you by Yvonne Elliman. I mean, we talked about that song a little bit. Did we? Yeah. Did I talk about it enough? <laughs> no, but you can never. That was that was one of the ones I grew up with, like that my dad played a lot, so that one meant a lot to me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Dance to the music was fun because I heard that in Shrek, and <laughs> <laughs> the part at the end where it's like they do that montage, yeah, where where it's like Fiona sings like a virgin <laughs> in a kids yeah. movie, and the donkey does like dance to the music. Yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Love Train. Love Train. Another one of those uplifting songs. Right? That's that's like people the world. Yeah. Joining. It's fun and wholesome. All about unity. It's just like, hey man, don't don't miss the love train. The love train. Yeah. But really like if we just spent an hour we could cover maybe half this playlist in depth and we're not gonna do that. Um but like the last time we will link to our disco playlist so that you can check it out. Because it's pretty dope. Honestly, I'm proud of that. We were pretty good at this. Yeah. I Well, this is my favorite part is making playlists. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's the best part of these episodes. You get fire playlists. And it was a nice even number. It was 40 songs. I was like, I, I like, I had a moment there where I was like, ooh, even numbers. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. It's only 39. No. 39. I have 40 on this playlist. Look, see? It's on the it's on the Google sheet is 40. That's weird. There must be a song missing. We'll fix that later. Oh no. <laughs> um Anyway, the point is Yeah, this playlist is dope, so you'll get to check it out and vibe to the songs that we love from the disco era. I do want to shout out an honorable, honorable mention to Disco Lady by Johnny Taylor, which is like a sleeper that probably not a lot of people know, but it actually is um, one of my grandfather's favorite songs. Um, he passed when I was seven, but um, oh. yeah, it oh. was one of my uh, grandfather's favorite songs, and I remember... I remember what's funny about it is that I would listen to, like, this disco compilation CD, like I mentioned, that my parents had, and that song was on it, and I'd play it all the time, and I loved it, and then my mom was, like, came to me one day, and it's like, it's so funny that you love that song so much, because that's my dad's favorite song, and it was just crazy to, like... I like I fell in love with it without even knowing that it was my grandfather's one of my grandfather's favorites. I mean, step grandfather technically, but he's the dad that my mom grew up with for the most part. Um but yeah. So a special shout out to that one. Also Dancing Machine by the Jackson 5 cuz well, yeah, of course it's the Jackson 5. Yes. Jackson <laughs> 5. But yeah, we could shout out all these songs, but we've been talking for like an hour now. Yeah, so. and it's, it's, we love you, basically, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the rest. <laughs> we love all of you, but especially Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. It's your month, guys. 
truly. Maybe. Like you don't get to write a song. None of none of the rest of you wrote a song called September. Yeah. None of the rest of you did that. So we are closing out September with a bang. More like with a Dancing in September. Do you remember the 21st night of September? This entire episode has just been us singing Earth, Wind, and Fire songs. I mean, is, is that a problem? Are they going to complain? No. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts on Distro. We love it. It's great. Earth, Wind, and Fire is the best. And all of the music is fun. And you know, sometimes, look, life today is kind of crazy. Every day there's some new thing that people are mad about. Every day there's some new terrible injustice in the world or something awful's happened. A lot of crazy stuff happens. And we do need to pay attention to those things, but sometimes it can be overwhelming. And Disto is there. Still there. Doing what it's always done. Providing a brief reprieve from all of the injustice in the world. So the next time Trump says something that okay. makes people lose their minds or the next time there's some new stupid meme that everybody's mad about block out the world for a few minutes and listen to the smooth sounds of Barry Gibb or Earth, Wind, and Fire, Earth, Wind, and, Fire. <laughs> and just dance that was well put. That was a good final thought. There you go. Do you want to hear my final thought? Sure. Hey, 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 bye. <laughs> Say, do you remember? Come on, come on, come on. Bye. Dancing in September. Oh, God. <laughs> Never was a cloudy day. All right. <laughs> okay, that's enough. We're going to get sued. <laughs> yeah. That's enough. Um, so we did it, guys. We talked about some disco. I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. And now that we have finished that, it is time for everybody's favorite segment, Up and Comers. Whoop, whoop. Yep. <laughs> Deep breaths. Try, <gasps> to, try to contain yourself. I will. So this week, we've got two new artists for you that we think you should check out. The first one is... A special one for all you Game of Thrones fans out there. Oh, do tell me more. Yes. Uh, Raleigh Ritchie. You may know him better as Grey Worm. <gasps> I do declare. From Game of Thrones. <laughs> that badass soldier who doesn't give no fucks about anything. Because he has a penis. He has no penis. <laughs> he can't give a fuck. He gives no fucks because there are no fucks to be given. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, yeah, actually, the actor that plays him has a music career, and he makes music under the pseudonym Raleigh Ritchie. Well, bless my soul. It's really dope. Like, I remember finding this out, and I was like, at first, I was, like, skeptical, because it's like, all right, does he have a music career? Does he? And then I listened to it, and I was like, oh, this is actually awesome. This is great. Um, the first song I ever heard of his was... Bloodsport 15, and that song is so cool. It's like really dramatic. It, it's just like you listen to it and it makes you want to, like, I don't know, be in a movie where you're like contemplating doing something really serious and like all the stakes are super high and you're just like, like, like joining a dragon lady and her legion of unsullied as they go to. <laughs> Free Westeros. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But yeah, so that's a great song. And he also just released a new song called Time in a Tree. And that's a great song. Similarly, kind of on the vein of 
escapism. It's a song just about, like, wanting to just disappear from the world for a while and just, like, be alone and be by yourself with your thoughts. So that's a good one if you've just been feeling like, ah, I need a minute of peace. That's a good one. I like that one. I listened to that actually a lot recently to just, like, zone out for a bit. Um, but, yeah, you should check him out. He's on Twitter, at Raleigh Ritchie. That is spelled R-A-L-E-I-G-H-R-I-T-C-H-I-E. Can't believe I spelled that whole thing out for you. But, yeah, you know, check him out. Let him know Rhapsody and Reverie sent you, and... Hope you like it. I hope you also like Game of Thrones because it's a great show. Um, so yeah, and our second, second up and comer this week is a band out of the UK called Ivory Wave. Ooh. Yes, they have a really good song called Tool Kids. It's fun. It's got a really funky horn section, and so very appropriate for today's episode. Yeah, we you know we're trying to stay on. On brand here, you know. Got some cool, funky songs. Um, they also have a song called Frankie that just came out like a week or so ago. And another one. That one has an interesting groove to it. Mm-hmm. it it's it's different from Tool Kids, which was more um, centered on the horns of that song. But this one has a whole like electronic kind of start to it. Yeah. And then it gets into this really cool funk groove i'd say that um yeah but it's still also like indie so if that's your vibe you should definitely check it out they are at ivory wave uk on twitter so you can give them a follow um and then check out their music and let them know rhapsody and reverie sent you and yeah then once you've done all that you can come back and tell us what you thought of them yeah do that because honestly we love giving out uh, new recommendations, and we also love getting recommendations from you. So if you have a small artist that you think should be plugged, uh, let us know, because we are always on the hunt for new great sounds. Yeah, you can actually join our Facebook group, um, which is on Facebook, and it's called Rhapsody Fam. And you can go in there and leave a link to some songs that you're listening to that you think we should check out. And we'll start a conversation and talk music. The Facebook group is on Facebook, are you sure? Yes, the Facebook group is on Facebook. Leave me alone. (laughs) 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 Leave me alone, okay? Um, But yeah, join it and let's talk music. It's great. Other than that, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We did it. One down in the books. Yeah. That was um, a terrible high five. But hey, we did it. This is the first time we were able to high five each other in the same room. So I call this a victory. It feels good. It does feel. It, it feels does, really it does good. feel good. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We are at Rhapsody and Reverie Podcast on Facebook and Rhapsody Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And follow us on Tumblr, uh, rhapsody-in-reverie.tumblr, whatever it is. You know how to find a Tumblr address. Yeah. Follow us there, too. We make dope content. We talk about cool things, and we keep you updated. So it's a win-win-win-win-win. Also, subscribe to us. On iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or whatever app you use to stream your podcasts or downloads. Such as Spotify. Yeah, Spotify too. Like us there, subscribe to us there, follow us there, do all the things. Listen to our um, playlists that we make too. Those are great. Um, Yeah, do all the things. And uh, it's free. So, you have no excuses. Just do it. Please. Please. This is, we're, we're politely asking, but we're also telling you. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Leave a rating <laughs> while you're there. Yeah, that'd be nice because we are attention horse and we thrive off of feedback of any kind. Positive, negative, so-so. 
tell us. Be honest. That's all we ask is your honesty. Mm -hmm. So leave us a review. And um, I don't know. We can't promise you anything because that would be illegal. That's like payola or some shit. Right? Yeah. So just be honest. Know that we love you. And we don't even if you don't review, but, you know. But still. (laughs) It'd It'd be nice. Just saying it'd be nice. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, thank you so much. And we did it. Um, we did. Unfortunately, there's no hint for next week's episode because guess what? Next week's October. And next week's uh, episode is a themed episode. Yes, it is a theme. It is kicking off what we are calling Punktober. Yes. Don't I would ask right now that if if any of the like super hardcore punk fans like are are upset by what we classify as good decent punk music, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's our podcast. Sorry, um, punk's what we say it is. Uh, but no, seriously, next week is a themed episode. Um, two after that are not, and then we're gonna wrap up October with Halloween week. Yeah, so it's honestly, it's gonna be a fun October, guys. Just get ready for some spooky, gothtastic, fatty Sp- fun. It's gonna be dark. We're gonna bust out the the goth eyeliner. Nail polish is gonna be black for a whole month. Um, lipstick, black clothes, black soul, black <laughs> heart, black, non-existent, arguably. We're going to get into the spirit of the season. <laughs> yes. We're leaning into it, guys. So we hope you enjoy it. It's yep. going to be fun. So get psyched, get hyped, and get spookified. Yes. Mwahaha. Is that all you've got? Mwahaha. Is that like a cat hacking up a fur ball? I'm not mad. Don't say it. Just disappointed. <laughs> Alright, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. You gotta feel it in your gut, man. Alright. <laughs> <laughs>